Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 12.35 in Edmonton. We will get to a bunch of our uh, texts on the Westlock Ford text line at 6.30, 6.30. It is Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing returns May 5th when I thought the orders would be in the second round of the NHL playoffs. As it turned out, I'm wrong. Some guests on the show received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is a date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. So some might say, Mark Spector, well, uh, and i got to get you on. There we go. We'll go that one. Some might say, well, you know, the Oilers over-delivered uh, last year with the 47 wins and 103 points. I would say, okay, they, they, they got in the second round. That was, that was a good step. We all expected the step to continue forward. It, it is not. And it's the way it's, it, you know, and it doesn't help coming off the road trip that they just happened or the third period performance last night. But, uh, man, it's been a, a tough go here down the stretch. Yeah, I think I read somewhere where they are emotionally uh, out of gas. You know, what happens here is, let's face it, it's been an absolutely disappointing, lousy year, start to finish. And they put it together, they suck it up, they go, come on, boys, we're going to finish strong here. And they get in, I think they went 7-2-2 two, and two a little while back there. And now they've lost some, and the finish line's around the corner, and it's they got nothing left. You just... I'm not making excuses. They're in this spot because they've played horribly to the man almost. Guys have failed this season. But now that you've done the failing and you got two games left, guys tend to, you know, it's hard to just keep going to that well. Right? And they look like a team that's just counting the days here, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. They're just counting the days here. They're, maybe, yeah, the other teams, maybe move over just a the little The other bit. teams need it way more. The other teams want it way more. Yeah. Uh, the emo- there's no emotion left for your team. You got nothing to play for. Let's face it. There's nothing to play for, and it shows. It's a terrible thing to watch. You know, it's kind of like the. I'm, I'm not a hunter, but I imagine this is what it looks like when you shoot like a moose and he's about to go down, right? And he knows he's going down. He stumbles around for a while and then he goes down. And that's what the Oilers are, right? The bullet's been in him since January. They're pretty much hit the ice here, haven't they? I know a story about shoot the moose. Hmm. Remember moose stooping? Of course I do. He passed recently. Yeah. Uh, Brian Lamisco, who's worked over at uh, Global for like 40 years. His nickname was Late Night from his Moe's Sports Parlor days. Uh, right. Brian Lamisco was uh, working as a... He's, he's mostly been a floor guy, but he was working as a camera guy. Yeah. And he wasn't a baseball fan. And the producer... This is when the Trappers used to be on TV. And Moose Doobie was the original manager of the Eminent Trapper so back ITV, in 1981. ITV had those games and so the producer sitting there in the truck shoot the moose, shoot the moose and <laughs> it was the, the time that they had the Ipsco Goose and so Lamisco thought he said the Ipsco Goose remember the, yeah, it was yeah, out of the yeah. trap so he's sitting the, there shooting, I see a goose I see a Safeway seal, I don't I see, don't the, see moose. the moose, where the hell's the moose and the, the producer's getting madder and madder, the guy had gone from the John Shannon school of production so he's mm-hmm. a fiery guy, shoot the moose, shoot the moose 
So, anyhow. Uh, so the order Speaking to- of the moose, Mark yeah. Messier. I, I'm sure glad Glenn Sather was patient with him back in the uh, uh, late <laughs> 1970s, early 80s. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about the 80s, pal. Really? Yep. I'm okay. tired of talking about last year. I'm You're tired, tired of talking ta- about the hundred point right, well, team. That's you know, uh, tired of talking. About is there a lesson in that patience with a top end player? Like, I mean, did anybody? I, I guess you never really know what you got with a guy. Um, you know, I mean, look, I, we're not. Who are you not, getting at? Drysaddle here? Uh, well, you got to be patient with Drysaddle. Well, he's you're, playing awful, but you got to be patient with. You got to be a pa- young player and whatever, patient or non-patient, you got a eight-year contract with a guy. Yes. So you better be patient because there's no giving up. Yeah. You know, you got to be patient with Lucic too because he's not going anywhere either. Everything that. They did for the most part worked last year. You're tired of talking about last year, so let's yep. go. This is not an Elizabeth Barrett Browning poem. Let me count the ways. What the hell happened this year, Spec? Uh, uh, several things happened. Who's culpable? Well, again, everybody. You can't lay it on one guy. Uh, Chiarelli didn't bolster his defense. He should have. You know, he knew he should have known that Secra was going to be. A did comp- he try to wait too much skill? complete uh, non-factor. Well, it's pretty clear now that, well, I mean, you know, I want to preface this by saying you and I were the, and I'll say me and you, were the, complained a long time about the Oilers getting pushed around. Yes. And a lot of their success last season, frankly, came from the fact they pushed back. Right. In my opinion, that having being a big, strong team for the first time ever gave this team some cojones, as it were. Yes. Uh, but if you take that whole that whole embodiment of let's make the orders bigger and stronger and you pinpoint it and boil it down to trading out Taylor Hall and bringing in Milan Lucic, it doesn't look very good, right? Because mm-hmm. that's really what happened here. Six million went out, six million came in, Hall's gone, Lucic is here. Hall's up for the... It, that's you're, a bad deal. You're on the... It's a bad deal. What's it called? The professional hockey writers? Yeah, he'll be on most people's heart ballot and he should be. Yeah, does the a last chance- place team in the East. He could win it. Last year, the Devils were last place in East last year. This year, they're going to make the playoffs. And he's absolutely carried them all the way. So, good for him. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lucic, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm going to say this. Not long ago, we looked at Dustin Brown and said that's the worst contract in hockey. Dustin Brown's turned it around. Yep, at 33. Good player. At, at 33. 33. This year, he's been really effective. And it's great to see a guy sort of come back off the mat, right? So, the ball now is in Milan Lucic's court. He's got to come off the mat because his game, uh, it's not just bad. It's incredibly bad. You know, he the he is the place where the play goes to die now. He can't make a play. He can't get a shot on net. He can't convert a pass. Like, his confidence is somewhere in He's the guy that just right wants now. it over. Like, you got to feel, at this stage of the game for him, he just I wants guess it. I guess he's supposed to be a pro. They brought him in here to be a leader, and I'm a little disappointed that it could he could lose it to this extent. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough to lead when you like. It's betray his game has betrayed him to the extent now that I'm I'm getting past the confidence thing and I'm starting to wonder if it's just gone for good and can never be retrieved. There's hockey people, Mark, that'll tell you you can't import leadership. It has to come inherently within the group of the what well, you fostered, and and so you had a general manager come in from another organization where Milan Lucic was not driving the train. The train was driven by Zdeno yep. Chara and Patrice Bergeron, and yep. Lucic was a support player. To, it's no, you know what? No. Lucic is a better player than Andrew Ference. But when Ference, and I knew it as soon as the Oilers signed him with a four-year deal, I said it that day on the air, is this guy going to be the next captain of the hockey team? Because I had an idea as to how sure. certain people felt at that time about some of the Oilers' young core. Now, ironically enough, one of those young core guys might win the Hart Trophy this year. So, hey, they could, how about this? How about this household? So, in Connor McDavid's rookie year, he lived with uh, Taylor Hall mm-hmm. and Luke Gazdick. 
Okay. So if if Hall theoretically wins the MVP, and he could, okay. I, is he? Is and Gazdick might be up for the Lady Bing? Gazdick. <laughs> That'd be the most gentlemanly player. That's a joke. Hall should, should, you know, if he wins, you could say, well, you know, we had a heck of a household. Connor won last year. I won this year. Luke, you're up next. You're up next. So, you know, it's all all hindsight. And I thought Lucic Lucic was a huge part of what happened last year. I thought he was the de facto captain of this team when when McDavid was 20. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm fine with, you know, and he had 50 points. And I'm fine with a guy who gets his 50 points. Remember, he, you know, when he's playing well, to me, I've said this before, he's like Ryan Smith. A lot of goals go in because he's causing havoc, but he gets no points on them. Yeah. Uh, he can be a leader. I like all those things. But his game has just betrayed him to the extent now that none of that other stuff can matter until he can take a pass. And you, you did hit on something. They have no choice but to ride this out with him. <laughs> no kidding. Right? Sure. You can't. What, are they going to trade him for Louis Erickson? Like, come can't on. trade him for anybody. So all right. You know, I mean, uh, sure. And I wouldn't do that deal, for the record. I would not trade him. I know Erickson's got one fewer year left in his deal. I would I would just, I believe in Milan enough that he can pull it together and, and get his game back on the right way. Well, if, you know. And he's he knows. he He's the first guy that knows. He's got to know. There are some yeah. guys that don't know. He's got to know. Right? You can't not know. Like, now he's on the third line. Um you know, he knows. Yeah. Goals that used to be, you know, that that goal where he's coming down the left side and he's going hard to the net, the defenseman can't handle him, uh, a hard pass comes in front and he just, you know, it's not even a one-time shot as much as, you know, you just they have you no, hold on to your stick tight. Who do up. they have that's playing with offensive confidence? Right. He used to make that play and get a shot on net. Who do they have that's playing with offensive confidence? Well, nobody. Right. right. Ryan Strom has Very probably... few. Ryan Strom, uh, next year, if he had the same opportunities... He could have 18 to 22 goals right now. I, by the way, here, here's a stat for you. And we and some people have said, and you can text us at 630, 630. Star, you talk too much about this player. But there's a reason why I brought this player up. Derek Ryan of the Carolina Hurricanes would be fourth on the Edmonton Oilers in team scoring. He has yes. 14 goals and 36 points. It's not good enough. You know, he, he was available for $750,000 a year on a two-year deal couple years ago Hmm. so all right when we come back uh, we'll talk about accountability and uh, and the privilege of having the opportunity to getting it turned around this is orders now when you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I'm probably next, buddy. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1247 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. If you're looking for a fun in the sun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. That's where I'm going in May. It's the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or book 
online at newestravel.com. If I sound a little off, I do apologize. You never blame the tools, but I'm going to have a guy with some tools working on my teeth here in about an hour and a half. So I'm um, going to have a couple root canals done. So there you go. Well, never good on the road, be- Mark, when they run out of T3s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well. So what's worse? couple of root canals are doing radio with me. I'd say do radio with Jack. Hey, Jack, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> uh, boy. You like that comeback? That would work for you? Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd probably say, it, I'd say you and Jack would probably say it's the other way around. <laughs> I'll take the root canal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Here's here's the situation. I know, I know you heard my uh, my diatribe earlier in the show driving in. When I uh, my empathy is for the fans, okay, uh, the people that stepped up, bought tickets, buy suites, the corporate partners, the sponsors, the advertisers, because I look at you know if you're if you're in management, you you have the privilege of helping correct this. If you're part of the coaching staff, you get a, a chance on a, on a nightly basis to impact how the team plays. Right. If you're if you're one of the players, you can make you can directly impact what happens on the ice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the latter groups that you just named all get paid to come to the rink. Right. You and me get paid to come to the right. rink. Right. So don't it's, feel sorry. It's no, a privilege don't feel to sorry do it. for us. It's yeah. the people who pay to walk in that arena. That's the people that you know, and, and I mean Edmonton's such a great hockey town. It's unbelievable yes. how they've supported this team through the last dozen seasons. It, yeah. It's it's incredible. Uh and you know, a woman said this to me early in the year, and I haven't heard it said better. She said, We were so excited about being excited about the Oilers again this year. Yeah. And by about January, when everyone realized, oh my goodness, it's another one of these years, I just, you could just feel the cloud in the city like, oh man, another Jan, Feb, March, April of meaningless hockey. Here we yeah. go again. And I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. But imagine, you know, the people that are paying the freight, I would think they're real sick of it when that renewal comes. Yeah. And, you know, they're frustrated and that's why you need to play out Should the season not sit there and go on a th- three I mean just the, the the context Vancouver had nine players out of their lineup uh, and outworked Edmonton in that hockey game against Calgary the Flames had two of their top four defensemen and two of their top three scoring forwards out yeah Smith played great and Talbot wasn't particularly good Whatever. in that game the, too many nights this year we've talked well, about the other goalie playing great right. that's a sign I've covered hockey long enough to know that when you make every goalie look like Jacques Plante they're not all Jacques Plante, man. And we're not talking the 1972-73 Alberta Oilers Jacques Plante. We're talking the 59-60 Montreal Canadiens Jacques Plante. All right, Mark, uh, let's uh, let's start with assessing specific areas because people are texting us and saying you guys are beating around, uh, you know, the proverbial you-know-what, the rhubarb here, and let's get right to it. Um, So, uh, assess some... We talked about... So, there's individuals that get paid, privileged in various roles, Start with management. What what do you think's going on there? Well, Chiarelli's got to put this in together. You know, I wrote at the trade deadline, he better start winning some trades or these will be the last trades that he makes. Yeah. Right? He won't be working in Edmonton next trade deadline if he doesn't have a better summer than the summer he had last year. So that's plain and on the record and absolutely for sure mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, it, he's, the, he's the guy that's got to get this thing going. You know, he's the guy that has to deal with the fact that you know, he decided it was time to unload Eberly for Stroman cap uh, to save some cap room. Well, that was fine, and I'm frankly, I think Eberly's going to end up scoring about ten more goals than Stroman. Whatever, where are the Islanders? I think the order's passed him now. I, I don't think that's a big factor this year. A lot of people do. I do not. However, 
that cap space that was saved, there's a bunch of cap space that just hung on the vine this year that never got used. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been nice to find a way to bolster this lineup in, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's the, the GM didn't get the job done last year, period, end of paragraph, right? He didn't get the job done. So he better get it done this summer because that's what they're paying him the big bucks for. Do you think for. that uh, we'd have to ask Peter this, and we're not going to see Peter. We saw Peter at the deadline. Peter is a rumor in this town. As a journalist who's covered this team for 25 years, he is a rumor. You seldom talk to him. You never see him. Uh, you have no contact with him. And in fact, as the fans in a you know, as a guy who is a steward of this hockey team in this town, I think he owes the fans better than that. I think he owes the fans a little bit of contact and a little bit of explanation after a year like this. And no, waiting until it's all done and over isn't good enough. He needs a better It's a different market town. than Boston. You know what? Or and you know what? It's a different market than Ottawa. It's a way better market than Ottawa. It's a way better market than Ottawa, and it's a one-horse town compared right. to Boston. And it's a one-horse. I mean, you have the Celtics, you have the Red yeah. Sox, right? You, the, you, now the Patriots over the last 15 years. This is, it's all in in Edmonton all the time. Yeah. And every aspect of what you do gets evaluated. It does. It should. Right? That's how it works here. And if you don't like it, don't take the job in one of these towns. Go work in Anaheim. Right. right? Where you walk down the road and no one knows who you are. Right. You know, you take a job in Edmonton, and to me, it comes with some form, some level of communication with a fan. I had a manager say to me uh, from another team after Edmonton won the lottery, given what was already here at that time, uh, you know, if, if that position had been posted, there would have been people calling and saying, okay, I want that job. How much do I have to pay to get that job? Yeah, right. Who doesn't want to be... Connor McDavid's GM. So, right. In fact, though, it ends up being, of course, the head coach that has to stand behind the podium twice every day, twice a day a which, often. Which he has done. He every- does it every single day. Yeah. Never run an assistant coach out to do it. I give Todd McClellan a lot of credit for that because, frankly, we ask him a lot of questions where the answer wasn't something that he wanted, you know, it wasn't his decision. We make him answer for things that he wasn't responsible for. All right. What's the first thing coaches will always take accountability for? Special teams. How are the other special teams? Yeah, they're doing? terrible, right? Right. Absolutely awful. You know, I I would I have said I'll say it again. I think the least issue that this team had this season was its coaching staff. I think it's the I blame the the players and the GM ahead of the coaching staff. However, when you got Connor McDavid and you got the worst power play in the league all year long, there's something's going on here. I've watched that power play do the exact same thing in April that it was doing in October. You know, if Todd was here, he could point out some changes they've made. You can't see them. They pass it around until they lose the puck. That's what they do. There's no order to, you know, what do you do when your power play's not working, Bob? You get it back to the point, you rifle something on net, and you fish for or rebounds. Or you shoot off the half walls and attack the net. And try attack to the net. Try out to man them for a rebound. This team hasn't done that all year long. Yeah. And I know they don't have Drew Doughty back there, but they got guys who can shoot the puck to the net, and they're not doing it. And I, I'm I'm disappointed with the coach's level of influence on their power play players. In the last 10 years, the Edmonton Oilers have the second lowest shooting percentage on the power play in the last 10 years. Only Florida, one year. Yeah. The Oilers are about 8-point. I'm not worried about what they did eight years ago, Bob. No, I'm just saying this. New people over the course of the last 10 years. So they're, they're they've been a terrible team for 10 years. It doesn't surprise anyone, no, 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 right? No, no, no. 300 power plays in the league over the last 10 years. The, the Oilers have the second lowest shooting percentage. Now, are they shooting from the wrong... Are, I see what you're saying. Right? Like, okay, so it's a... Maybe there's a little... Actually, last year, believe it or not, if you're talking about the Oilers historically, mm-hmm. last year's 22.9% was the, the highest power play since 1985-86. But if you had... Mark, if you had told me that there... I, the last time I checked, there's 18 power plays over 20% this year. Power okay. plays are up... 
and the orders have gone down by eight percent. Right? How the hell does that happen it's when you have personnel? It's not all personnel. Yeah. I get it. They don't have a blast from back there. I get that. Right. You know, but they've also got some forwards with some skill. They got a guy like Lucic who's supposed to be able to cause havoc in front of the net. He scored three power play goals this year. Two have been off the rush. Yeah. He's got one goal yeah. against Montreal on a tap-in on a perfectly executed low two-on-one that you and me could have yeah. put in Lynette. Yeah. He hasn't had a deflection or a screen for a power play right. goal the entire season. And then he got some, moved off the power play. Some of that is that no one shoots it from the point. They have two goals from the point on the power play right. all season. One is from a guy who spent 45 games in the minors. Okay, <laughs> so Clefbaum got one against Montreal in Montreal. Do you know what happened? He wound up and took a slap shot. It hit a stick, deflected off a defenseman's knee in a Lynette. Right. It wasn't a clean shot, and the other one was where McDavid threaded the needle to Ethan Bear. And he was by this point, he was coming in for the point. It wasn't even a point shot. Right. So two goals from you know, defensemen so all year in the power play. Lucic has got uh, three, two off the rush. The last two, Drysaddle has. They're off the rush. They're not off a set formation. So no. something's not working when they gain zone entry. That's it. So you're, the point you're making is when they when they execute the game plan, they don't score goals. They only score goals on the rush, basically, right? So the game plan. Listen, the, if, when you're thirty first, you know that's a, like your point's not taken lightly, Bob. But all I need to see is the thirty one, and I can tell you that the execution ain't there, and the game plan's not there. Thirty one means you're doing everything wrong. It's the coach's fault. It's the player's fault. You don't have the right personnel. You don't have good enough personnel. Well, you got the Art Ross Trophy winner, and you got the worst power play in the league. So it's never happened in NHL history. I'm starting to say that it's not all the talent. It's got to be the deployment, and it's got to be the game plan. I went through. And if I'm running that team, I got some heavy questions for the coaching staff. 50 years on HockeyReference.com. 50 years I went through. Okay? Mm-hmm. 50 seasons. The last 50 seasons in the NHL. Okay. Art Ross Trophy winner. The lowest team on the power play was Pittsburgh. They were 20th one year. The, th- uh, the third of the four years that Jagger won four years in a row, the scoring championship. Okay? And the first two years, they were top six or seven power play. Okay. And the year after they finished 20th, they were back to a top 10 power play. Yeah. So they were 20th out of 28. Okay. And... And you know what? That year, a bunch of power play, there's only three over 20%. That's what makes this year even more of a conundrum. How the hell are you this bad in a year where there's like 18 teams over 20% on the power play? Okay, let's move on from this year. How do you fix it for next year? All right, we'll talk about that when we come back uh, because we're geniuses and we got those answers for you. Or not. (laughs) Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.